now part of the whack, and they're trying to whack off Kentucky. Mm, yep, that's right. You heard the man. It's Whack Off Tuesday here at That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. It's Whack Off Day every day, Perna. And they're trying to whack off Kentucky. Uh, an arrogant show, a thoughtless show, would save that clip and use it for Whack Off Wednesday, which sounds better than Whack Off Tuesday. Not me. I know if I started Whack Off Wednesday, the world would end, and I would be the instigator of the true beginning of the end. Imagine how quickly the internet would disintegrate if every man started participating in Whack Off Wednesday, posting wackies to social media, group whackathon gatherings, and whack off discounts at the bar. It's the worst apocalyptic scenario I can imagine. And they're trying to whack off Kentucky. So, no. Whack Off Tuesday it is, the day after the most fertile quarterback in NFL history appears to be impotent in the throwing arm. The Chargers are struggling because of their QB. I have to talk about the pass interference rule and Gronk's big announcement and some other football stuff. Let's get sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Ever see an untucked button-down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick-and-mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. And their website is so easy, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a small, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's UntuckIt.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield did the impossible and won his appeal with the NFL and will not have to pay $12,500 for criticizing the officials. This was in regard to the incident where Baker said, I'll probably get fined for this, but the officials were pretty bad today. Either the NFL is admitting it knows the officials are pretty bad today and every day, or they hate being told what to do so much that they are not fining Baker because he said they would fine him. Oh, no, no, no. We will not be fining you, Baker. You do not tell us what we do or how we do it. We do tell ourselves what we do, you son of a gun. We do what we want. We do what we need. We do what we need. I I won't do a musical. The NFL loves when we shit on the officials because we're talking about the NFL still. Okay, Baker, we won't fine you for something that makes us more money, but don't let it happen again. Don't let, don't ever do that again, Baker. Patrick Mahomes joins us today to celebrate Whack Off Tuesday as he publicly tried to finish off the sperma natural ghosts that had haunted Sam Darnold earlier this year. Chargers, Chiefs, and Mexico City featured one of the greatest badge ops we've ever witnessed. The Honey Badger versus the Money Badger or money badge. The honey badger did snag one of the four Philip Rivers interceptions 
on the night. Uh, he dropped another, and the money badge became the first NFL kicker to miss a field goal at Estadio Azteca, the stadium the Mayans built on top of a mountain for some reason. They named it Azteca to trick the Aztecs, of course, into thinking it was a safe haven when it was actually just a murdering ground. Now, Patrick Mahomes threw his second pick of the year, but had an efficient second half to get the win. Tyreek Hill injured his hamstring early, and Travis Kelsey became the fastest tight end to reach 6,000 yards and doing it on just 450 catches. Really nice round numbers there. First time Kelsey's made my job easier. Although, he, he's supported Whack Off Tuesday for a very long time now. The story, however, is Phillip Rivers, who now has seven interceptions in the last two games. Russell Okun, left tackle, was out again. And one thing is obvious, Rivers cannot handle pressure like he used to. And when Frank Clark is healthy, he's a difference maker for the Chiefs' defense. Rivers made the grave mistake of throwing a jump ball on the final play to the shortest guy on his team, running back Austin Eckler only to have it picked by Daniel Sorensen. I get the thought there, Rivers. Eckler is the only guy in the NFL who, from Western State in Gunnison, Colorado, played at a higher elevation than Mexico City, making him a secret weapon. But even if white men can't jump, a six-foot-two safety can always out-jump an elf. I think I speak for all short guys. We never want to be in a jump ball situation. Same way we never want to be in a police lineup. Not out of fear of being falsely identified as the perpetrator, but because we will have to reveal we are exactly two inches shorter than we keep telling everyone. Now Rivers has basically forgotten how to play in the final minutes of a football game. Probably the worst thing for a quarterback. This season, when the game is on the line, and there is plenty of time on the clock, Philip Rivers refuses to throw anything other than low probability deep balls. He's like Kevin Costner with the seven iron in the legend of Bagger Tin Cup Costner. Four minutes left with three timeouts and he suddenly doesn't think Eckler is a viable option here. So instead he throws a pick. He's got a 29% completion rate in the final two minutes of games this season. He only trails Jameis Winston in interceptions, five of which have come in the final five minutes of games this season. So, is Phillip Rivers done? I think it depends. I think he's got a good amount of ball left in him, and his wife would agree. And really, he just needs to be coached, I think. He still looks spry, pre-snap he's great, and he can still make most of the throws like this one on a third and five. His problem is his deep ball is not consistent and he keeps going to it and he's making bad decisions in the clutch. He needs someone to coach him away from those things. Maybe someone has been trying or maybe his stubbornness on the field is what actually got Ken Wisenhunt fired. I don't know. Rivers made a lot of bad throws on Monday night, but he also had some dimes, like this 50-yard bomb to Mike Williams. I think there's plenty of evidence that suggests he can continue to play. What we don't know is whether or not he can fix the mistakes. I think what we're seeing is a gunslinger whose gun isn't as accurate as it used to be, and a guy who had the arm talent to make up for his questionable throws early in his career no longer has that. And also, his contract is up, and his current team is almost certainly going to start trying to draft his replacement. And it's honestly sad to hear Philip Rivers so defeated. We, we just, you know, um, 
not scoring a red zone and turning it over, man, just, that, that gets you beat, and that's what's gotten us beat all year. I mean, it's the only way I know is to fight, and uh, you just keep fighting. That's the part that probably concerns me the most, but maybe Philip Rivers could benefit from a new setting. Now, I have to give Roger Goodell some love. That sly motherfucker has given the NFL a new face to hate more than his. Yes, Roger has disappeared into the shadows of the league offices, and Al Riveron, head of officiating, has emerged as the new dunce we can scream is ruining the game. Roger may be saving his energy for the ultimate screw job in the upcoming CBA negotiations, which is why hydropowering our football hate with the rapids of Riveron is fucking brilliant. It's not a good look for the NFL when every single week another player and another coach or another former player calls the officiating a joke. DeAndre Hopkins again tweeted this, As a leader in the NFL, we need someone in New York deciding calls. Well, there's like 9 million people in New York, DeAndre. You might want to be a little more specific than that. But he was referring to the clear pass interference that was not overturned in the Texans game. Bill O'Brien admitted he has no idea what P.I. is. And Joe Thomas made fun of Broncos head coach Vic Fangio for even trying to win a pass interference challenge. I think the Ravens would have beaten the Texans regardless, but you never know. Momentum shifts in football games are a mysterious, sexy beast. None of us can fully understand, and the refs should not control that mysterious force. They currently do. They have too much power to sway a game and more than enough resources to never get a call wrong. But we will continue to see mistake after mistake because the NFL does not want pass interference reviews to work, just like they don't want kickoffs and punts, so they flag all of them. We have no voice, and we should just submit. It seems like we may be hitting a breaking point with the pass interference rules. They don't know when to call it, they don't know when to review it, and they do not know when to overturn it. Take the last pass to Noah Fant in the Broncos-Vikings game, for example. It didn't get called on the field, and even though it was the most crucial play of the game, and it apparently wasn't even worth a review from the booth. I'm beyond caring whether or not the Broncos actually won or lost that game, but I cannot for the life of me understand why the booth wouldn't take a second look. Basically, the NFL is going to do whatever the hell it wants without consideration to the integrity of the game or what anyone who pays to watch the game thinks unless it somehow hurts their pocketbooks. Now, it was hard to like Tony Gonzalez after he played for Kansas City for so long, but I learned to do it. Had he landed in New England and played with Rob Gronkowski like it was revealed here, I would still hate Tony Gonzalez. Gronk, is there a better tight end duel between you two right here? Nah. Yes, I'm not. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. I told you. Wait, yeah. what are we talking about? <laughs> Just say that. I'm talking to Spoon in my ear. What oh, happened? What did he say? Tight end duel. Oh, they're not? No, oh, no way. That almost happened, though. Yeah, People don't know this, did. but that almost happened. Do you even know I that almost happened? I was waiting for you to come in your way. Do you know that almost happened? I was waiting. Good? That would have been great. I was waiting. That would have been yeah. amazing. If Gronk had decided to announce he was returning to the Patriots this season, I would have to hate Gronk now. Not fake football hate either, real hate. But seeing him decide to throw a Super Bowl beach party instead of help Tom Brady win another ring makes me love him. Real love, the kind a mother gives her least favorite child, even though he's a shameless level fuck up. Did someone say championship? No. No, 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 no. We are not talking about SB. <laughs>
We are talking about getting L-I-T. That's right. And let me tell you, Gronk knows how to make an announcement. What's better than one Gronk? Three Gronks. DJ Carnage. And my boy Blau. Knows me well. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe we call an audible, but just for this year. What's better than shirtless Gronk? Clothed Gronk talking about how much the Patriots actually need his help. Bro, you have so much left in the tank. We need you back on the field this season, fighting for another ring. Bottom line, Gronk is in better service to the world as a host than a Patriots tight end, both as a TV host and as a monster party host, and as a man who probably whack off Kentucky and be applauded for it. Thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, at Brandon Perna. If you want to follow me there, you can. You don't have to, but are you missing out on anything? Not really. But that could be said about a lot of forms of entertainment, couldn't it? Anybody paying for Apple TV Plus? This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.